Why do we practice? Maybe you could tell me why you practice. That might be more interesting than why I practice. Let's put you on the phone. Really, really uh, simple. I just love to sit. Okay. I get up in the morning and sit in. Okay, you just love to sit. Okay. For me, life works better. Life works better. Okay, I'm I'm going to repeat it so it's on the on the toe. Life works better. For me, it helps me work out what's important and what's not. Ah, okay. Helps you work out what's important and what's not. Good. Pardon? It's effective. It's effective. Okay. Effective in what respect? What does it affect? It's a very positive thing to do. Positive thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you. The uncertainty. Uncertainty. You. Okay. So you 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 practice for the for the potential. Kind of, what well, uncertainty? The the, the yeah. being on the edge. Anything. Anything. Okay. You're a thrill seeker, Morris, I know, yeah. Okay. Okay, I've I've written down in terms of the pretentious when I read my own stuff after what you said. For uh, for unity, for fulfilment and finally to be happy, I think. Finally to be happy. Uh, or happier. Happier maybe. Yeah. Um, to recognise the, the, the preciousness, preciousness of things. Um, my sense is that we, if we appreciate the preciousness of things, I don't mean you know, I don't mean special things. I mean you know, the ordinary things, preciousness of ordinary things, that that can bring. Um, I, I think that encourages a sense of kindness, and it's nice for people to be kind to each other. I, I enjoy it. Um, and to bring freshness to my life, to bring some fresh, I think it brings a freshness. Um, it, it kind of sounds easy, doesn't it? A spiritual life sounds easy when we describe it as we've described it, but um, but it's not. <laughs> I don't. I don't find it so. You think it would be easy because it's what we want. Is that right? It's what most. Why we're in the practice is what we want. We, you know, we, we want a, a life that's rich spiritually. Uh, why, why do you think it's... I mean, maybe you don't find it difficult, but what, why do you think generally folk find practice difficult? Because we come up against um, years and years of conditioning. Yeah, come up against years and years of conditioning, yeah. I'm having trouble even with this term, spiritual. Yeah, spiritual, yeah. The more, the more I do this, yeah. <laughs> the less spiritual I feel. Yeah. It, it kind of feels, it feels more integrated. There isn't, for me, a big demarcation that there used to be between spiritual and all Yeah. It kind of feels more enmeshed. I agree. So, um, and every time I hear this phrase about spiritual mm. life, I actually kind of find myself questioning, you know, I really agree with you. I, 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 in a way, <coughs> if it includes everything, the word spiritual 
implies an exclusion, doesn't it? But if everything's spiritual, then you don't need to use, the, use you don't need to use the word, maybe even something like that. But I think it's difficult because it's a bit. It's difficult. I think it's defined by Sashin. You know, in Sashin, you know, we talk about it being a kind of battle between small self and big self. And I don't. And I think that uh, you, you know, the the human. The human condition or human nature doesn't lend itself to wanting to uh, experience or for the self to experience itself without this, as you said, this, this, this conditioning and ego that's there. It's really hard for us to, we don't want, you know, we want... <laughs> We, we want to stay and be who we are, don't we? We don't really have to make any change. It would be great if we didn't have to change. So is the practice for you about embracing both both wings, the, the crap as you call it. And, and I was telling Andy that uh, I was reading, I think Katagiri was saying that uh, he says, he calls suffering holy. <laughs> because it's so universal and we all feel it. And in fact, you know, if you think about it in that way, I mean, even discomfort or lack of ease, you know, if it if it's part of the human condition, if it's something we all experience, then it's not to be, as you say, it's not to be excluded from the, the, the whole, the, the, the preciousness of everything else, I guess. So, uh, so, so, you could? So, I, I, I think practice for me is sort of an opportunity to be authentic. Yeah. For the first time, probably since about the age of three or four. Fantastic, and yeah. But what a release to be authentic, isn't it? What a relief. <laughs> Even if it is unpleasant sometimes, at least it's kind of in a, the bigger picture. Yeah, it's authentic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. The Buddha said, I've written this down here, that uh, he didn't discover anything, it was present there all the time. It was always present, and, and uh, he said, if we're hampered, if we're not hampered by a confused sense of, of subjectivity, this worldly life is nirvana. Which I think is really interesting. If we're not confused by subjectivity, this worldly life is nirvana. Isn't that interesting? And that includes, to use your, you know, I know you're. Very learned man, but I like the word crap, yeah. <laughs> Includes that as well, yeah. <laughs> so, why do we practice? Yeah. You wouldn't know, would you? No, you'd think the hunky dory was boring. I'm a bit self-conscious giving this talk because I, 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 I just, you know, I've written it down on the train and I feel like I, I should just read it out to you. Is that okay? I'll just read you what I've written. Uh, I thought, for me, practice very simply is moving from uh, hurting myself and others to a life of not hurting myself and others. 
and, and, and e.g. being happy. <laughs> and being happy includes being unhappy. Uh, and reflecting what, what, what Neil said about authenticity, uh, when, we hold, when we hold views about our lives and about the way they should be, I, I should not be angry, I should not be hurt, I should not be confused, even I should not be happy, I should not be lonely. Uh, don't, you know, we, any, any of those ideas of what we should not be, they're, they're really off target. And, and, and if, you know, we, if we are attached to excluding things, then the practice becomes dry. That's my experience, it just becomes dry and it doesn't have any juice. So we can really only, and, and this is a work in progress for us all, I think, because it's a real struggle, but we can only really know our lives when we experience them directly instead of dreaming how, of how they should be or how we'd like them to be or the way they might be if we did this or we did that, you know. So th this being present on a moment-to-moment -moment basis, th this, is, this is us and this is the practice. And it's a strange thing when you finally, you know, come to that realization because it's nothing like, I, certainly nothing like I imagined what practice was about when I started. And I think it's a surprise for everybody. The practice, the practice includes all those things. It inc being alive includes really embracing all the things that when we started practice we thought we'd like to get rid of or avoid. <laughs> and yet, you know, it's almost as though we're being forced to look at it. And then when we do look at it, we discover that, uh, that it's kind of freeing. So I put uh, the next page, I put putting practice into practice. <clears throat> and uh, the first step is to become conscious uh, of what, of being present, I suppose, being present to who, who we are and how we feel, being present to that, uh, rather than uh, avoiding the experience or a particular experience we're feeling, sometime avoiding it. I mean, can, I'm sure for all of us right now, there's some experience we're all avoiding, is that right? There's something that, one, that we would rather not feel. I mean, experience I don't like feeling, and two experiences that I, you know, I can, I can own up to is boredom and loneliness. I'm really trying to avoid them. Boredom and loneliness. Yeah. I have to, it's an act of will for me to, uh, to embrace boredom. I have to make an act of will. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm out the door doing something, you know. And loneliness, it's an act of will not to call somebody. There's a difference, though, isn't it, between loneliness and solitude? Yeah, loneliness, loneliness is difficult, yeah. So, so, uh, loneliness and solitude are fine. I mean, they can, be, they can be nice, can't they? They can be okay. But loneliness is different. There's, a, there's an ability to see without analyzing or, or conceptualizing. You have that ability, Al. I don't think we all do. Huh? We, you have that ability. Yeah. We don't all have it. But I think the thing which from the very time I first noted was this big surprise that just by being present mm. and just seeing what's going on, mm. that 
So the second step in this putting practice into practice is to be conscious of the limitations we put on ourselves because of our ego. It doesn't mean we have to change them, but you know, just to be conscious of the emotions and manipulations and the thing we, things we feel we have to do or, not, or don't have to do in order to sustain and reassure the ego that it's going to be safe. You know, that can be as simple as you know, not going to a social gathering or whatever. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that resonates for everybody, does it? The limitations we put on ourselves, those that we can be sure we're not going to be <laughs> hurt or damaged or whatever. And then the third stage is the crucial stage, is the direct experience of whatever is happening in our lives right now. It doesn't sound very glamorous or romantic or, or spiritual, but I think that's the most difficult. Is that right? Is that the most difficult? I'm the most powerful, yeah. And I've just written down here, you know, Dogen very clearly says, return to yourself and examine the very place you stand right now without pursuing the past which is already gone or facing the future is yet to come. Can we bring a present freshness to the day ahead? Dogen, you know, says it very clearly. And Rinsai says, Right now, at this very moment, who is the one listening to this lecture? So Dogen's saying, be, you know, be right now, uh, be, 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 what's he say? Return to yourself and examine this very place you stand right now. And part of that examination, I mean, that's, you know, examining the place you stand right now is, is, a, is, is, a, is a subjective, relative thing. And, and then Rinsai brings it into, into another dimension when he says, if you examine the place you stand right now, at this very moment, who is listening to this talk? Who is listening to this talk? <laughs> and if you say, uh, you know, it's my, it's my unborn, undying Buddha nature, which you could say, I'm going to give you a slap on the leg and say, what about this concrete body that's here now? So that, you know, that, 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 that seems to be the, the paradox that we, how do we, how do we come to terms with this individual eye that will die and the unborn undying that we hear about in Zen? I mean, do we believe in the unborn undying? Is, 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 is there such a thing? To me, that's like the greatest cohen. The greatest cohen, yeah. That's the whole dilemma, isn't it? It's the whole question, yeah. Of life and death. Is, is the question itself not another mental trick? Yeah. Yeah, the question's another trick, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So almost, it's almost, I've read it somewhere, I'm not talking to myself, yeah. it's almost get out of your head and get into your life. Yeah, yeah, it's about just leading your life, yeah. yeah. Just getting on with it, yeah. And doing it. And, you know, in, and, and in the face of difficulty, you stand up and you carry on. And the same, this is the way it is. This is the way it is, yeah. And you know, one way, one way you can, uh, that I can kind of uh, 
handle it in a way and, and is that you know, this unborn, undying eternity uh, and unlimited space can only be experienced and contained in this moment by us, you know, by, by, uh, by us as individuals. It can only be experienced and contained in this moment. We can't, we can't ex I can't anyway experience eternity. <laughs> but this moment, so, uh, to respond to what you said, Neil, I, I've written down here, suchness. So, in such a way of being, the, the, the way you're talking about, I just being here, doing it, getting on with your life, in such a way of being, there's no delusion to cast away, and there's no enlightenment to acquire. Just grass is green, flowers are red, dogs bark, Cars make a noise. And then the other way to, to both, you know, a practical way to, to embrace the future and, and, the, and, and, and the present uh, is, is, that, is that while, while living and leading the life of a human being, you're also considering in all your actions that there is an eternity and that there will be people living in that place and we need to respect that you know so the way we live needs to take into account that there is also more than us and there's more than us but we're, all, we're also part of that more than us so I don't think this sounds far too I don't think this is I think I've plagiarised this because I've just read it and it sounds really good. <laughs> I can't imagine. I know I mean it. I think I've just pitched it from somebody. But it says, Thus Sazen, for example, does not mean sitting in vain silence. Instead, it consists in observing and liberating ourselves from self-centered opinions stemming from our attachment to the ego and to be able to act freely in the movements and changes of the world. So Sazen is to be able to act freely in the movements and changes of the world. That's great, isn't it? Fun? I don't know what it means, but it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds good. I, I mean, for me, I guess it just means not being limited. It means being able to be free, you know, whatever that means. I mean, take it in, you, know, you can't be completely free, you know, you have to bear people's feelings in mind as well. <laughs> and how things are, but not to be limited by, you know, by... Uh, all the ways we think we should be or not be. I, I mean, I, I'm sure all of us have experienced sometime being mortally shy. When we, even when we, it was only when we were teenagers. And how tight that feels. <laughs> kind of like that, you know. <laughs> anyway, enough. Enough, enough, enough stuff.